0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Blog Talk Radio. Cast it out. I'm watching your eyes. Casting.
3: Hi right, everybody. How y'all doing? want to thank y'all for uh, tuning in to One Objective tonight. I'm your uh, host, J- uh, Josh Carter, and we got Keith Bush, great. buddy. How you doing? Pretty good. How's uh, how's your weekend been going, man?
4: Oh, pretty good. Ready to start that week off tomorrow.
3: I hear you, man. How did you have a good uh, Easter?
4: Yeah, it was, went really well. How was yours?
3: Oh, uh, It was pretty good, man, a lot of, uh last weekend, a lot of Easter egg hunts, and did a, did a little derby race with my son at the church this weekend, and uh want to give a shout out to him on that, he ended up placing second in that, and won in his division, so one proud daddy here, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh I didn't get to get no time on the water this weekend, I don't think you were able to either, were you, Jane.
4: I went Friday for a little bit.
3: Oh, did you?
4: How'd that go? Oh, went pretty well. I think we caught 10 in about 4 hours. Oh, ain't bad. Um, No, ain't too bad at all. Just fishing the little Suffolk lakes around here.
3: Yeah.
4: Seen some beds being fanned out, but, and a few just sitting right next to the beds, but none of them, like, you know, on them yet. But the beds were made, though, for sure.
3: Yeah, and that's some of the some of the guys I've talked to that have seen uh, some of the fish on beds, or you know, don't don't seem locked yet, but they've seen them on the bed or kind of cruising around it. So, um, but yeah, it's been it's been the fishing up here around Smith Lake has been incredible, man. It's just it's amazing the weights that have been brought in. I, I know uh, Shane Mills and his and his brother Mills brothers, they um they brought in twenty pounds and placed fourth in the Castaway tournament. I mean, not uh, a Bass Quest tournament uh, last Sunday. And I think 25 pounds won it. So uh, the weights have been uh, been great. How about you tell us a little bit about your BFL, man?
4: Oh, it ain't a whole lot to talk about. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I didn't do that great during the tournament, but during practice, I mean, every fish I caught was big. But just during um. During the tournament, I just couldn't get them when that cold front come in. I just couldn't catch the numbers. Only had one for the day, and uh, it was a tough day for me. Um,
3: what What was some of the uh, the bites you got through practice?
4: Um, mainly I had I had a I called a five, and then a four, and a three pretty. Easily, I mean, it just was hardly, you know, I, I felt like I was on good fish, and just I think I was doing the same thing everybody else was doing during the tournament. I just don't think that I was there when they were biting. The fish didn't go anywhere. I think I just got panicky and ran around too much.
3: Yeah, what was uh, what was some of the kind of lures you got on? I mean, since the tournament's over, you can feel the beans, but. <laughs>
4: Really, just, uh, I caught him on a fluke, a spinnerbait, and a, um, and a jig. Yeah. Um, and I heard a lot of people were catching him on a jerkbait, but I fished it forever and I never get, never got the first sniff on a jerkbait, but. Well, yeah, I know the, uh,
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's. Should've, would've, could've, but I know the jerk bait bite for me <clears throat> has not been really great. And, I mean, we just had a show, two shows ago, about jerk bait fishing. Still didn't help my jerk bait fishing, but uh, some great information on that one. But I just couldn't make it happen. So, uh, but yeah, I know, I know the weights have just been. I know a lot of people caught them in that tournament. I was really surprised because I thought it was going to be a tougher event for a lot of people than it was. So, but. Um, We got, uh, tonight, we're going to have some special guests on. Uh, A lot of people around this area probably know them. Uh, We're going to have Johnny Martin and Chad Green on, and uh, they're going to discuss about the the F1 Tiger bass and how the stocking's going and and their fundraiser's going. Because this this whole stocking of this bass has been mainly on the anglers. The, The state is not helping with it at all. Because they want to, they don't want to invest a lot of money into it and, and it not take off. So uh, they're going to let the fishermen do it. They got the permits, and they're going to let the fishermen do it and raise the money. And so far, they've been doing pretty decent with getting, you know, getting some of the money together. I know they're a little short maybe this time, but uh, but we're going to have them on here in a little while and kind of discuss that. And then we also got big news up here of the Potomac this weekend with uh, a big rule change. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, James? Yeah,
4: up at the Potomac River there. Um... Putting in the regulations on the tournament fishing, um, they're actually putting um, certain areas that you can actually catch fish in on the Maryland side. Um, on the Maryland ramp side, um, immediate restrictions um, were put in place for this on uh, Tuscataway, the Tuscarawas, the Chickamauga, and the uh, Mattawoman Creeks which are some of the main creeks on the Potomac River and um, those are catch and release immediately and um, what I have heard though is in Mattawoman that uh, it's going to be behind the boat ramp so you can actually have fish in your live well going into the boat ramp so you can I guess the boat ramp will still be usable because if it's just catch and release only, I don't know if you could have your fish and your live roll rolling in there for a tournament any other way. That will be one way just for them to get you, I think, if they didn't do it after the um, boat ramp. Um yeah. But we did find out it's just in, they really, merely kind of did this without saying anything to the other two parties, um, like D.C. or um, Virginia. So, they don't have to go by the rules. You know, so if you put yeah. in, if you launch from the Virginia side, most of those rules don't apply besides the catch and release areas. So, gotcha. that's why I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks we find out a little bit more of what's going to actually happen because we got some big tournaments coming up there this year. And, um... Wait, really them The lease have already talked about pulling out if they couldn't get the permits. So. Yeah. Well,
3: hey, we'll uh, discuss that a uh, little more here in a little bit. I got uh, Johnny Martin and Chad Green on the other line right now. So we're going to talk to them about this F1 Tiger Bass. All right. All right, Johnny Martin, Chad Green, you all there?
5: Yes. Yeah, I'm here. All
3: right, guys, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good. Gotcha. Did uh, Johnny was you able to get out on the lake any this uh, this weekend and and do any fishing, man?
6: No, I wasn't able to get out there this weekend. uh, Still trying to piece together what happened last weekend with it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of well, I say a lot of them. Some people are are really getting them, but uh, you know, and then again, you got the guys struggling right now. But, uh, Chad, uh, Chad, was you able to get out any this weekend do any fishing, man?
5: No, I didn't get to go this weekend. I chose to work around the house, get some things done. That way I can fish for the next three or four weeks.
3: Yeah, I understand that. Easter weekend and all that, it's tough to get out there and, uh, get on the water so much with the family and all that. But, um, guys, I want to, uh just talk to y'all a little bit tonight about the, uh, and I'll, I'll ask each one of y'all questions to kind of mediate. So we ain't talking over each other tonight, but, uh, just kind of talk about, um, the stocking of the, uh, F1 tiger bass. And then after that, we'll kind of go in and talk about a lot of the weights here lately on Smith and, you know, just talk about what's going on with them. But, uh, uh, Johnny, if you'd just like to kind of go into a little, or either Johnny or you can pass it on to Chad and just, and talk about, uh, the F1 Tiger Bass and, and the stocking program that we got going on right now.
6: Okay. Well, last year we, we, uh, we stopped 10,000 last year and hopefully, uh, you know, 85, 90% of them made it. Uh, you know, we're going to, uh, stock again in, uh, May of this year, uh, you know we're still taking donations to uh, to reach our goal of ten thousand six hundred dollars for this, uh, and uh, we're uh, we're probably three quarters of the way there now. I don't know the exact amount uh, that we're that we're at, but uh, like I say, it's just one of those things that uh, Dean Wood he kind of headed it up and Dwayne Lamb the captain's quarters and myself and chad we've uh we've been a part of it from day one and uh just something that's uh we talked about our dean and myself and chad and Dwayne had kicked around and talked about and uh dean kind of took the reins and uh went forth and got all the permits and stuff for us and uh you know it's kind of one of those things that you don't really want to say much about it until you know that it's gonna happen and uh we was fortunate enough to get it pushed through and uh hopefully we're going to uh, be able to make the, make the fishery here a whole lot better than what it has been.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I know they wanted to do it with the weights going down and then all of a sudden this, this beginning of the year, the weights are just skyrocketed. But I, you know, I think, I think it's just a phase. that's going to probably pass through uh, probably once summer hits, you'll start seeing a lot of the weights go down possibly. But Chad, um, what's uh? What all do you do with it, with it? I mean, are you just helping, you know, get some tournaments together, or have you helped with permits, or, or uh, what's your role in, with Well,
5: it? I've been kind of a little bit in the background of things. You know, Dean does a lot of the leg work, and this has been a work in progress for quite some time, working with the game department, because they've known that the, the largemouth numbers have decreased steadily since 2001. You know, we went through the LMBV virus, which started in 2011. I think that's why some of your weights are going up. Um, You know, every lake that's been through the LMBV virus, um, they rebound uh, better once they get through it, just like Bugs Island went through it and looked, you know, what it's producing now. Um, So...
1: You know, there's a lot
5: of things that are playing a part in it. The striper population has a lot of effect on it because your the shad population is struggling in the lake because the numbers of stripers. So that, in turn, changes the way the largemouth, you know, their feeding habits. You know, they have to find other sources of food, you know, the L-wives and thread fins and whatnot. You know, we do have a small... Uh, forage of blueback herring in that lake have been there for a long time but they just don't spawn very well so they never did really take off like they did everywhere else but, but you know the striper population I mean it definitely has an effect on the largemouth fishery but in turn these one tiger bass it is going to change the habits of the largemouth more than likely because they're going to interbreed you know, and over time, you'll probably see some different things, I would say. That's what the game department thinks, but we don't know that for sure. We, I mean, we don't even know how many of them are surviving. But they should survive pretty well because the stripers are only the size of your fingernail when you put them in, and they get a very high success rate with them. And these largemouth were two and a half inches when we put them in. So and we know that we did see them last fall. Um, you know, and they had grown pretty good, so, and I'm not so sure that we aren't seeing some fish out there now that are 8 inches long, 8, 9 inches long, that could be these tiger bass, and just in turn, I just noticed this weekend, the Chickahominy River, if you guys remember back, I don't know if you fished a chick a lot, but years, you know, 18 years ago, it was, you know, a 50 fish a day place, and then it just died, well, the F1 tiger bass are in the chick. I just saw this weekend big fish on the chick this weekend was 970. Man. You know, I fished with a guy last weekend in the BFL. He was from the James River, and he told me, he said, man, he said, the wind down there now, he said, everybody's running in the chick, because that's where all the big fish are at. And I told him, I said, well, that's his tiger bass in there, and he goes, you know, he'd, he'd never heard of the whole story, you know, so... They, they've had a lot of success with it in other places. I mean, Chickamauga's got them, Guntersville's got them, um, you know, and there's some other little small reservoirs around here that one too, but uh, hopefully, you know, in 10 years time, we'll be seeing some larger fish there, you know, but I, I think the biggest thing we're trying to do on Smith Mountain is just, you know, we've had a, you know, a drastic decline in the numbers of fish, and I think that's... What we're looking at is trying to increase that number of fish. Um, you know, it's just there's been a steady decline in them, and hopefully we'll get the rebound in numbers with that.
3: Yeah, well, I got, um, I, you know, I, I have a, and I'll ask Johnny Morton and Chad, and y'all can, uh, I'll ask Johnny Martin first and go Chad, but um, I, I don't know. I've always been, I think it's great when the Oakley Big Bass tournaments come here, but I always think the date is wrong you know they they always try to hit it when they're on beds and then i see it they do it at other lakes too but it's so many people that fish that event i mean johnny do you think that has any anything uh uh, you know an effect on the the fish because it's been going on for the last couple years now and i mean it's three four hundred boats in these things or more so i mean what is uh, what's your take on that
6: uh yeah i I think it does have a, a part on it um you know, and it's one of those things that um, you know my my personal opinion on it, I think that the Oakley Big Bass all they do is follow the spawn around the country. Uh, you know, if why
0: don't they uh you know, they wanna make it tough. With the lucky land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
6: Uh, you know or something like that when the fish is bad yeah. but every year. They're here right here during our spawn uh, And I think this makes the third or fourth maybe even the fifth year that they've been here uh, but you know Don't get me wrong. It's it's great for the economy around here It's great uh, to give someone the opportunity to fish that kind of a tournament to uh to the chance to win a boat uh, but you know, you also have, leading up to this, you have some other major tournaments that are going on either weeks prior or weeks after this tournament. And this has been going on for, you know, the last five years. So I'm I'm thinking, yeah, you know, that does play a major factor in uh, in our spawn. Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt my feelings uh, at all if uh, the game department would implement a law that uh you cannot be caught in possession with ass in your live well uh you know for this time frame uh i know it will never happen but uh you know i, I think it's a big factor in uh in our fishery and why you're seeing some of it decline
3: well, and I, and i think something. you're right too on the on the spawn because or not having a fishing level because you have some lakes up north that they're in the spawn you can't have you can't be you can't catch fish off beds. Um or, sure. or or have anything so I mean you know I, I love catching fish on beds but when you have that many people coming in at one time to do it I think it is tough on the fishery
5: sure sure well it's it definitely you know there's no and here's the thing we don't we don't have the proof to prove that and you know we've talked with the game department about putting a restriction in just for like a two-week time period in April Just to give the fish a break, let them spawn, do their thing, and not be irritated, you know. I mean, it's just, if you guys remember, you know, I always compare it to this. Fifteen or eighteen years ago, they took away where you couldn't kill turkeys in the fall, during rifle season, when everybody's out there. Well, everybody raised cane about it, fuss, 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 fuss. Three years later, our turkey population went through the roof. Well, nobody's fussing about it now. Well, it's the same thing. You you weren't killing all those hens, you know. They're not getting harvested like they were. You know, it, it all plays a part in it. And you know, it's just if you went out there in the springtime and you took every hen off of a nest, how many of the poults would survive? You know, I mean, it's it's the same kind of scenario. And uh, I just don't know if you'll ever – if we had grass in the lake, I think it'd be a different story because then you've got fry that can survive. The white perch population in the lake has just quadrupled, okay? So those white perch are detrimental to fry of a largemouth. Well, we didn't have the white perch 25 years ago. They just weren't nowhere near as populated as they are now, and we don't know why their population is that way. But you take that, and you take sight fishing. You know, when the pros came here two years in a row, and they're plucking fish off of bed for three or four days in a row, both both times they were here in April. I mean, it was it's hard to tell how many fish they plucked off. Well, you know, we saw a decline in the smallmouth, and you know, look at the difference of the smallmouth that are weighed in this year. You know, so you you start adding the years back, and you sit there and think, well, we could be seeing a rebound from a lot of sight fishing pressure. You know, it, there's really no definitive answer that's in concrete. They've never done a study on it, so they don't know. But, you know, if you get into, like, Gaston or uh, Bugs Island, where the fry have tons of places to hide, you've got tons of cover in the lake you know grass too i mean that makes a big difference sight fishing you know those probably have somewhere to go but on smith mountain you know they're spraying every bit of grass they can which that's another story that's probably coming to a halt so i don't know that that's another thing too with this tiger bass you know if if you're investing in the lake, you're putting a bunch of money in, you're putting a bunch of effort for the restoration of it, at that point you have a say of whether they can spray all the grass in the lake. Well, that's going to be up to the game department to, to fight. And, you know, I know that the grass carp, the permits for that are not given out anymore either. So, you know, hopefully our grass that we had a few years ago will come back um, you know, I, I think that's going to be a big thing for our fishery in the future is cover. So, and they just made it legal um, a couple of years ago that any any person that owns a dock on the lake is allowed to sink brush down. So, a lot of people are taking advantage of that, and, you know, that will make a lot of difference if people will do it. But sometimes the clean water in the lake, too, I think that has a, a lot of effect on it. But our fish are healthy. But they do know that the lake doesn't have enough phosphorus and ash in it, which is part of your fertilizer, which that makes your fish grow abundantly. But we're getting healthy fish, so it must not be playing too much of an effect on it.
3: And Chad, you, I mean, you really hit a spot that I was I was going to bring up, and that was the grass. And, uh, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, d- is there any way that they can – is there any kind of grass that they can get or look at, or have they been looking into uh, getting any kind of grass in the lake? Uh, something well, that doesn't maybe produce quick, like, you know, you got the, the grass down and gassed, and I mean, that, that stuff just grows quick and produces quick, but do they have anything that doesn't spread like that?
5: Well, what they're looking for is, you know, uh, fr- what they call friendly gla- grasses, or and it's evasive grass. So, milfoil, hydrolomil- hydrolomil- coontail all that stuff they consider to be evasive. so they're probably still going to be able to control that. But all like your curly leaf pond weed, which used to be a, you know, a big thing in the lake. That stuff is more or less. It's not uh, as hazardous or whatever they want to call it. But they are. That's one of their battles that they're going to try to curb because see, let's see, it's been about three years ago, they put the grass carp in the lake. Well, the grass carp are all sterile, so they can't reproduce. So once they eat all the grass, they die. And the game department issues the permit to tri-counties, which is who controls the spraying of the lake and the grass control. They're giving that permit. Well, they wouldn't reissue the permit to them anymore. So, and as far as I understand, I don't think they're not going to, I don't think they're going to be able to get another permit because then along the lines about where they sprayed the grass in the state park area, that that grass is, if that's what mostly was curly leaf pond weed and it's not a, an invasive grass and it's plus it's on you know, in the state park area and they went in there and sprayed it. So I know there's some controversy between them on that and I'm not sure exactly all the details or what's going to come out of it. but So I don't know. But I know there is in the future some works on that, too. That's part of this whole tiger bass stocking thing. we got to get the fish in there. we got to prove that they're growing. We're, we're having success with it. And then they can say, okay, we have an investment on this lake. we got to start, you know, controlling what you're spraying because you can't kill everything, you know.
3: Yeah, and that's and that, and that's something that's always been a concern with me was when, you know was the grass when they and they started talking about stocking these these bass and if you look at all the lakes these bass have done really well and it's got grass so yeah. that was always a big concern. But, yeah, uh, it is. But uh, John, what's your what's your take? I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to word this, but with with the grass and everything, do you think do you think that is this is gonna be a big player too you I mean, have have you talked to anybody else too, you know?
4: Well, Chad?
6: Just, just kinda of hit on what Chad was saying. I mean, he kinda uh hit the nail on the head there. It's you know, us as fishermen, you know, we're we're all investing in this in this thing now and uh we're we're gonna have a voice. It's just uh it's just when is it gonna how long is it gonna take before uh, you know, we will have a voice in it. But like you said, you know we're putting the fish in there. We gotta prove that they're thriving. Uh and then we will uh we'll have some, some leverage with it. Uh but yeah, I think, you know, that's that's what you're gonna have to have is uh to really make to make 'em do really well, I, I think you're gonna have to have some of that. And like Chad was saying, uh, you know, uh, they went in and they sprayed around the state park areas and you now I I think it's been some controversy over that, but when will when will we see uh, a thriving grass in Smith Mountain Lake? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, not, no one has really has the answer for that right now. But I, I, I think uh, that it it would be a big plus uh, for us to have it in here.
3: Yeah. Well, when it comes down to the uh, the money side of it, I don't know if any if any of you guys know right off the top of your hands. I mean, what what are you shy of getting for the next uh, stock? I mean, money-wise, how much more money do y'all need?
6: I haven't talked to Dean, and maybe Chad knows, but I want to say we're closing in on the 7500 Does that sound right, Chad, $7,500? I, I think, somewhere around I think there.
5: we need just a little bit shy of 3000 like 2800 or something like that is what we need by the middle of May. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know uh,
6: Tim Nichols that uh, has had the winter series tournaments here uh, this past winter. He just made a donation for a little bit over a thousand dollars, and uh, you know that, that that helps out a lot. Thank you know thanks to Tim and everybody who fished those things uh, this past winter when it was cold and they could have been sitting at home. Uh, you know they was out here, and Tim he stepped up and uh, made a big donation towards it.
3: Yeah, he he did a big part this winter. I, I shared a lot of his stuff on our page, and uh, when he had those events going and trying to get get some people to him, I I personally wasn't able to fish on I would have loved to, but uh, yeah, he had he had some pretty good turnouts and uh, some good weights good weights caught in those events as well. Yeah,
6: yeah, that's for what I hear. I mean, uh, I fished a couple that uh, Russ Nixon put on the director for the Fishes of Men. And uh, you know it was some, it was some really big weights brought in on. I think I fished three of those, and for three weekends, it was uh, anywhere from 17 to 20 pounds that it took to to win those.
3: Yeah. Well, I, uh, that's what kind of bring me to the next part here, guys. I mean, what 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 was the big deal, or, or what's the big thing going with all? I know y'all don't want to say too much because I'm still fishing tournaments right now, but that was bringing in these big fish? What was kind of like the big, is it spinner baits or flukes or if you can say, uh, I mean, it just, it seemed like everybody was figuring out something.
5: Well, I think a lot of people, you know, I think it's a timing deal. You know, we hit it right on the right weekend. And, you know, I mean, it was a lot of big fish
2: caught. You know, the average
5: weight of fish was higher than I've ever seen it. Um, You know, the spinner spinnerbait new jig, I think was the dominating baits, uh, you know, which is typical. I mean, it's hard to be, you know, if you find good, it, most of the time you're going to win if you figure them out. Yeah. But, you know, it's. Uh, I'm sure it might have been somebody else doing a few other little things. But, you know, it's been, I mean, we've seen the crankbait do well this spring too. And the jerkbait has been producing back when it was a little colder. So, you know, I mean, I think generically, I mean, it was ring around the rosies. You know, with the, you, just your top producers in the ring. I mean, it's just finding a fish with them is the hard part. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, you always hear about people talking about covering water. And was it this the time? This kind of this time of the year is it? Once you find them, you slow down and you fish it. You catch a bunch of them, or still cover as much water as possible and you pick one up here and there, I mean, you know, you hear some people got the spot where all these fish hang out, but is it really that way, or is it just kind of, you got to cover a lot of water?
5: I think those guys, I mean, you know, and I, I'll say it a thousand times over, if you can figure out something just a little bit different than what everybody else is doing, you got a chance at winning because you can fish behind somebody. You know, it's hard to go and fish behind somebody doing the same thing you're doing. It's, it's that little bit of difference You know that pushes them over the edge You know well, For Francis, during the BFL on Friday I went out for just a few hours Friday and I had over 20 pounds in the first three hours I caught all on a bait You know it was bluebird sky There what not a freaking wind out there I quit fishing I said tomorrow In the rain and the wind It'll be better Well you know I mean, I didn't have a 14-something. I lost a good fish. Probably what should have got me up here, 17, 18 pounds. But it's just the fish change, you know, and just figuring out what happens to those fish. These fish around here, they change like a book. I mean, they're, they're hour by hour. They might change in just a little bit. And, you know, sometimes you just got to stick with where you think those fish are at and stick with them you either win or lose. But, you know, if uh what was it, Johnny? We fished Sunday, didn't have but eleven pounds or something. We 11. Fished around fish, you know, and here everybody comes in and got eighteen, nineteen pounds and we're scratching our head. <laughs> yeah. In the world. yeah, we're we're sitting there looking at each other going, Man,
6: this is a tough day, you know, and uh then they come in, well I think it was five bags over twenty pounds brought in last Sunday and uh like I say is still scratching your head on what in the world what went wrong. But as as far as what you was talking about, Josh, I mean, uh me and chad have been fishing some stuff this year and it's uh it's one of those things that, you know, I don't think but maybe once or twice, uh, that we've caught multiple fish out of say uh a really small area. Uh, you know, it's one of those things uh that you kind of pick up a fish here and you, you you go try to duplicate it, fish something similar. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Uh, but as far as...
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
6: in a general area. Uh we haven't seen that yet in uh you know, in the tournaments we fished.
5: Well that goes back to some of your numbers deals. You know, I remember fifteen, eighteen years ago when I first started fishing, you had places you pull up and throw a jerkbait and catch fifteen or twenty fish in one spot. I mean it was it was almost like you were crappy fishing. I mean I'll I never you know, you'll never see that day again here I don't think. But
3: well, I know. know. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry.
5: But it's, uh, you know, that dirt bait bite used to be schooling fish. And, you know, there was numerous places that I could think of, you know, just close to each other. You know, and it, it wasn't that you were going to catch a lot of big fish, but you would go over and catch two-and-a-half, three-pound fish and just catch one after another, cast for cast for calves for cast first thing in the morning there's no such thing like that much anymore. At least I ain't seen it. Somebody else might have, but I haven't found it.
3: Yeah, I know I know. in the last couple of years, uh, a guy that's James Bush, the other host on this show, he's online with us too. He's kind of listening, but that's how it was for me and him. I mean, we used to be able to go into campers or uh, uh, camp, uh, campers and then uh, Waterwheel Marina back there before they built all those condos, and you would just flat out load the fish-ups, but now it's has got a running gun at every point or every dock or every just a you know. It always seems like I know David Dulley's always said it, you know, the man that covers the most docks win the tournament or something like that, but that's what it seems like it is nowadays for me. I can't seem I can't seem like I can cover enough to to get what I need to get.
5: Right. Well, you know, it's funny because this year it ain't you know, for me it hadn't been much of a dock bite like it is usually in the springtime. And uh, that's something funny about this year. I don't know what those fish have been doing where I can't find them around docks, but I haven't been really relating to the docks until here recently. You know, it just, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but <laughs> it's just, I think most of them, Smith Mountain, they just change. You know, they, they do their old thing and decide they're going to do something else, and that's what they do. But yeah, sometimes yeah, exactly. it, You know, Old knowledge is bad knowledge.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, they always say fish the moment, and that's that's what gets me. I'll go and I caught a five pounder here a couple years ago, or I caught a three pounder here a couple years ago. You know, and I, and I always get caught up in that mess and, and, and not oh, yeah. do what I need to do. So, but uh, James, you got any questions for uh, Johnny Martin or Chad Green?
4: Um, how about the striped population in there? That to me has always been a problem. There, they worry about more of the striper fishing up there than they do about the bass fishermen, fishing that lake. Do y'all think that that's true? Oh, definitely.
6: Well, I mean, I do because uh, I mean the state the state funds to have the stripers stocked in there, uh, but it's it's one of those things uh, that I go back and remember having a conversation with Dwayne and uh, asking him, you know the majority of people that come into his store, uh, you know, they're, I'd say probably three out of every 10 come in there to say, Hey, we're, we're up here for the weekend. We're going striper fishing. Uh, what do we need to do? The majority of people that come in there, they're here to go bass fishing or, you know, recreational fish, but they're primarily targeting bass. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Smith Mountain's always been known for its stripers and, uh, Hopefully, if you know this this project takes off and these fish thrive and and do well, uh, it'll be one of those things that people travel here to uh, to come bass fishing on a regular basis. But yeah, I mean it's uh, a, the, the striper population. It's it's crazy up here right now.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's what I because I moved away from there about five years ago. To me, that's all that they focused on was the striper fishermen. There wasn't really bass fishermen, but to me, the bass fishermen put more money in than,
5: than the stripers. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's exactly true. I mean, you know, I mean, the stripers draw the average fisherman out because those fish are, you know, they feed constantly. They're easy to catch, you know, people target them. You know, they, they're edible fish. You know, they love, love to go out there. They're aggressive fish. They're easier to catch. You know, it brings a big target to the people that don't get to fish a whole lot. You know, they just want to come here and catch a striper. But at the same time, you know, the game department started this striper fishery, you know, umpteen years ago, and it's been one of the best landlocked striped bass fisheries anywhere in the country. You know, so they're going to keep, you know, striving to get the, matter of fact, there was a 40-pounder caught the other day. You know, so mm-hmm. I've heard of several 30s being caught this week. So, you know, there's, that's that's great. You know, I think the big thing with the stripers, uh, that, like I said before, is the only detrimental part to it for us is the gizzard sheds. When the striper population is thriving, the gizzard shed population is declining. And when that happens, those bass will not relate to the bank as much as they were before because they have to find other sources of food. why I say, it changes the fishery a little bit. And the fish are in the lake. You know, the numbers are not there like they used to be, you know, by far. But, you know, the striper fishery, I mean, it is a good thing. <laughs> You know, it brings brings a lot of people here, keeps a lot of people, and people make their living on this lake striper fishing, you know. Um, But the bass fishermen bring a ton of money here too. So it's kind of a happy medium thing, you know, where do you put your money? Well, the bass, is the state ever going to pay for stocking bass in a lake that's supposed to reproduce on its own? Probably not, but they'll pay for something you know, to build. Hey, this is what we have in Virginia. You know, that's that's what they're looking at. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, that's what I've always thought too. They're not going to to get rid of it because of the. That's what the lake is known for. But it would be yeah. nice for it to be known for both instead of just one. Yeah. Or.
3: Well,
2: um,
3: <clears throat> on a side note, we know we talked about the elites here earlier, and. Um, you know, I don't know if any of y'all fished the Potomac much, but I mean, have y'all heard about the rule change up here at the Potomac that's coming up?
2: Yeah,
6: yeah, I I did, um, and I I had heard that. I'm not sure. I know the elites are supposed to go there this year. I don't know if they've been issued their permits uh, for that yet. And they was talking about maybe pulling out and having a, another venue or or what, but just just some. Uh,
4: Talk about it. Yeah, Yeah, as of what I've heard, the elites did not already get permitted yet. So I think they're going to have to be underneath the new rules.
6: Well, I think it would go back to if they would launch on the Virginia side and they're weighing in on the Virginia side. uh, You know, it's not like one of those things uh, that happened with Paul a couple years back in Wisconsin where he was – caught fishing across the line, uh, you'd still be able to fish all the Potomac River, uh, you know, but wherever you weigh in at, Virginia rules would apply uh, for that particular tournament. They wouldn't affect
2: it.
4: Except for the three main creeks on the Maryland side. Okay. The ones that are catch and release only Mm -hmm. have to do with what they say, you know, with the Maryland rules. So you could you couldn't fish like um, shoot I just had it um, the Chickamauga the Matter Woman or um, the Scatterway Creek yeah, uh, okay yeah.
3: so I mean what do y'all think on it? I mean do y'all think that is something and and, and, and really that, that what they're showing just from what I've read now this is not a, I don't know if this is a How much proof is it is to it, but you know they was talking about how there was a lot of construction up there um, a couple years ago, like two of the largest projects, and uh, they were talking about the I-95 bridge, and they were so they were built so close together that they was talking about how a lot of the vegetation was wiped out, and they're they're seeing that the bass population is dropping because of that. So I mean, what what are y'all's takes on that? I mean, do y'all fish for something much, Chad? Do you fish it much or?
5: I've been up here quite a few times, um, but, you know, it's it's kind of the same scenario, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on up there or why they're losing so many fish, but, you know, that place at one time was unbelievable, Um, you know, and if it, I haven't read a whole lot about it, so, you know, I haven't really dug into it, but, you know, if the grass grass is there you know that goes back to that place is full full of catfish you know so what's your price survival rate you know i don't know i don't know the sampling surveys of what they've had but i guarantee you that that's public knowledge somewhere um you know so if you did some research on it you could find out exactly what their catch ratios have gone to you know um but if Maryland is already recognizing that there's a problem, they're putting in a fish restriction, then their sampling surveys have plummeted drastically for them to do that. So I've also heard something about people trying to get together to put the tiger bass in there. But I've just heard bits and pieces of it. It's all very awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: And,
3: you know, it's kind of, It's so many big events going on now, and Potomac's one of those ones as well that is an event every weekend, if not four, five, six, seven events (laughs) every weekend on lakes. And I'm almost wondering, uh, I know the lake that uh, when I was in in diesel school uh, called Deep Creek Lake, and they they had limitations on tournaments It could go out a year uh, or or a week, you know, so – you had, every, you had to get your permits together, and then you could only have so many tournaments that could go out on a lake. And I'm almost wondering if they're going to have to start doing that. On, I mean, it's going to be bad, but I'm almost wondering if they're going to start doing this some of these events just to, for a year, or not a year, probably three or four years, to really get the fish population back up.
5: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, fishing pressure is a bad thing sometimes. But, you know, if if they've got the cover for the fish to survive, you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't play too big of an effect on it. I mean, years ago night tournaments on Smith Mountain, it'd be so many dead fish on Friday and Saturday nights, it was ridiculous in the summertime. <laughs> it never hurt a thing. You yeah. still go out there and catch you know, oodle the fish, you know, as a ten fish limit. It wasn't whether you could catch ten, it was whether you could catch ten and big enough to win.
2: You
5: know, so yeah, fishing pressure really play a heck on it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a firm believer of that. I mean, it is fishing pressure is bad. Um, but tell I mean, it's you know, back to Smith and Potomac and all that. And I just I hope that. They'll start doing some more research on these tiger bass, and and hopefully figuring out that they need the grass, and and hopefully we can start seeing numbers come up. And I'd love to see Smith turn into a gunner, you know. (laughs) um,
5: (laughs) Well, you know, if we get grass, we might have it one day. But you know, the biggest thing I think if we see some of the eight pound fish come back, you know, is is, is, uh, I think one of the things I'd like to see. You know, I, I mean. Six-pounders are pretty common, you know, but uh, the bigger fish have definitely just gone by the wayside. I mean, you just don't see eight-pound fish in that lake very often anymore.
3: No, you don't, you don't see it a lot. Well, um, Johnny, Chad, uh, guys, I appreciate y'all coming on the show tonight and uh, discussing everything. And uh, One more thing, or two more things is... One, are y'all gonna be doing any kind of shock uh studies here soon? Um, to figure out what y'all find or
5: Yeah um, yeah uh, I,
6: Go ahead, Chad. Oh no, go ahead. I I spoke with Dean and um the uh I can't recall the guy's name right now. I had it on the tip of my tongue. Uh Dan. supposed to be doing what Dan um Wilson. What is it? Dan Wilson with the Department of Game and and Fisheries. Uh, myself and Dean and him are supposed to go out. They're shooting for mid-April, uh, hopefully, just depending on the water temperature and everything. Uh, but they are planning on going out and doing some shopping.
3: Okay. Yeah, that would uh, – let me know if I do that. and I, I would really love to get out there if, if there's room on the boat and, and do a video with it and – Kind of put it up on our our page if you know if they're able able to let any of us go out, but
2: uh, okay, yeah, well we
3: can get the footage up and then show everybody how well it's doing, you know, and, and they can see it yeah, firsthand. Cool. But, uh, cool. but yeah, keep me informed on that, Johnny, on uh, when that when that's going to happen, and see what we can do. If not, no biggie, but it would just be great. It'd be great to really uh to cover that.
6: Okay, but, uh, I'll. I'll uh... I'll keep you posted on,
3: it. and then uh can y'all just kind of give us either Chad or Johnny, uh ways that people can donate if there's a website or if there's a GoFundMe yeah, page you can or it on,
5: or whatever. Um, uh let's see it's, it's on the gofundme uh website um if you can't find it, I think it's listed as s m l bath restoration program uh That's if you good. can't find it, you can get a hold of any of the any of us. Through Facebook And we can get From the website And you know, I mean Even if somebody Just donates $20 it Goes a long ways um, I think that's One of the things That's concerned me More than anything Is the people That have donated The money Are people that Are not from around here We've had money Come from out of state From all kinds of places And you get a local Tournament And you go around And you tell guys Hey $10, $20 Nobody donates a dime But you know <laughs> I, I think it's just a little concerning sometimes because these are people that fish like week in, week out, and a lot of them don't even put $10 in. You yeah. know? I mean, it's uh you take away from the fishery every time you go out there, and it's time to put a little bit back. And I know some people have been a little upset with the whole stocking program. They're, you know, uneasy about it and whatnot. Uh, but I can tell you this. These guys those biologists, they know what they're doing. And if they thought for one minute that it was gonna affect this fishery, they wouldn't be doing it. The reason they're doing it is because they know it's effective. They they've been doing this for twelve years in other places, so you know, we just we need to support support the fishery and support the stocking program as much as we can. You know. Um any
2: donations
3: will be good. All right, and then do y'all have? Do y'all know any other tournament, Johnny? I know you did one last year. Uh, well, you probably did more, but I fished in one last year that you did. I mean, y'all have any more tournaments that you're going to come up to do a uh, fundraising event for that?
6: Well, we're getting close now to uh, having to uh, place an order and stuff, or to pay for them. Uh, me and Chad have kicked it around that we need to kind of maybe have one last push and have a little tournament here. Uh, the thing you're going to run into now is just finding on an open weekend uh, to be able to have one because, Josh, you know how this place is. I mean, it's kind of like Potomac here. You can go to just about any dock around here, public dock or marina, on the weekends, and you can find a tournament, State Park. Uh, it's two, three, sometimes four tournaments on a Saturday going out two or three on a Sunday. Uh, but we, we've talked about it, and uh, I guess, you know, we really kind of need to sit down with Dean Dwayne and see as far as where we stand exactly, what we need to come up with, and maybe go from there as far as having one.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, if nothing else, maybe get together. And, and you know, I know we got the Tuesday nighters. Maybe we can come up with another, uh, another day through the week where we can have another event and uh, just try to raise a little bit of money and you know one objective
6: you know it's like chad said every you know if someone gives 20 dollars they put 40 fish in the lake uh you know instead of look looking at it in big numbers uh it breaks down to about 50 cent a fish and uh you know 20 bucks puts 40 in here so uh yeah every donation is a big help
3: okay well uh John and Chad, I appreciate everything y'all doing, man, for this area, and um, I hope to have y'all back on the show again. I appreciate y'all coming on tonight.
4: Thank you
6: for having
3: yeah,
4: us. No yeah, thank you for coming on.
3: You're welcome. All right, guys, well, get with me, and uh, we'll do a follow-up here in the next uh, maybe around May or so, and then uh, we'll see what we'll find out from the shocking and, and all that.
6: Sounds good, guys.
4: Thank you again John, for having
2: yeah. us. Yeah, man, appreciate thank y'all. Okay. You. bye,
4: bye.
3: All right, man. That was uh, a lot of information there, guys, for uh, for this F1 Tiger Bass. And, and it has declined a little bit. I've talked about the weights being up here recently, but that's only going to last for a couple weeks, I think, and then it's going to start declining again. You're not going to see a lot of these big bags being brought in, except maybe at some of these night events. But, I mean, James, you you know what, it's, what we were, able, were capable of doing years ago with fishing up here, and, we, you know, did pretty good and then it's, it's declined. I mean, the last couple of times you fished, you've kind of struggled a little bit with, I mean, what's your take, man?
4: Yeah. this not a different monster anyway. I think, I think mainly if they can get the population up where it needs to be, but you just got to get the grass in there. Um, like they're saying, I mean, I really think that that would make it the ultimate fishery. I mean, I think it would be good for everything. It helped the striper fishing in and it helped the bass fishing because of all the bait fish. Um, yeah. To me, that would just make it the ultimate. It'd be a, you know, it might not ever be a gunner's bill, but it could it could be an awesome lake to go there. Yeah,
3: exactly. And I mean, you know, it could, on Bassmasters list, I can't remember where it was this time of the year, but I think at one time it was one of the top 25 lakes in the country. And I would love to see that. I mean, in a way, I would love to see it go up. In a way, I wouldn't, because then you're gonna have more and more people wanting to come in and fish it. like Lake Gunnersville. I mean, they say you can't hardly fish a point in there without fishing around four or five other boats sometimes. So, but uh, James, I know we were talking earlier. We'll get to this, and then we'll, you know, come close to the end of the show. But uh, I know you, you were talking about going up there for the BFL, and and you talked to them, and they so far they what they say they they don't plan on changing anything.
4: They didn't plan on changing things as of right now. I think they're just waiting a little bit longer because I didn't know if I wanted to switch from the Shenandoah to the Piedmont Division just so it wouldn't be a big cluster at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, you push all of them, you spend all your money in there, and then all of a sudden they're changing it to somewhere or they make you apply by Maryland rules because, I think they would make us go out of the Maryland ramp.
3: Yeah, and, and if they change it to Virginia side, I, I don't – quite honestly, it's a Virginia tournament series. I don't know why they're going to uh, – well, I say it's a Virginia tournament series. It's a Virginia region. I don't know why they don't put it over at um, – I can't remember the name of that ramp on Virginia side. but.
4: Lithuania? Uh,
3: yeah, that's right. and. Uh,
4: I don't think that they can hold but 100 boats.
3: So they won't okay. have the
4: tournament out of there.
3: I got you. So yeah, like you know, with the
4: men' tournaments and stuff like that, where they have you know right at a hundred boats or less, you can go out of there. But really, the biggest, biggest you know boat ramp on the lake is on the, you know, on the river, is actually on the Maryland water. So,
3: so I mean, this is you know I don't fish time. I've only fished it once. Me and you fished up there, but. uh is mainly the good, the better spots on the Potomac side?
4: I wouldn't say all, the, all of them are, but your main ones are. And, you know, I mean, and this is just to show you, I mean, it looks like the population is going on now, but I don't think it is, I think it's a lot to do with grass. Because it used to be 700 and some acres of grass in that lake in the river, and now it's only 400. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's a big difference. And if you go up there, mainly, especially in the summertime, if you see 50 boats sitting on a flat, that's where you need to be at. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> those fish are just grouped in that grass. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a secret. It's really no secrets up there to, at the river. <laughs>
3: It's just who gets in there first in the spot (laughs) and tries to get some fish before everybody else pulls up in there, I guess.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's certain specific spots in that grass, little depressions or whatever that they're fishing, that, you know, the locals know, you know, that little slight change of two or three inches to six inches in that grass line. That's where they're catching some of those fish, and the locals know exactly where to go into that spot. Oh yeah. With fishing which fishing Smith Mountain You know, you don't see just things of six inches, you don't even pay attention to
3: No, you're looking at the not Potomac. Yeah,
4: you know, when you're fishing Potomac and it's you know, you're fishing three foot and it drops to three and a half foot. That's a huge difference to those fish, so Yeah. Um to me that makes a huge difference in that grass.
2: Yep. Well, you
3: know, too. Also, they got the whole population of the snakehead fish up there, which, you know, I see they have a lot of tournaments, snakehead tournaments, and and all that. And I, I don't think they'll ever get rid of that. I, they'll never get rid of snakehead fish. But, and I'm wondering too if that is starting to sh- show signs of uh, the <clears throat> the fishery declining up there. I mean, a, a good portion of it's grass, and I think another good portion of it's the snakehead fish.
4: But the snakehead fish, see, they breed multiple times during the year, and I've seen where they cut open those bass, and the bass are full of snakehead babies.
3: Oh, because so you know, it's probably good forage for them then.
4: It 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 possibly could be, you know, until they get to a a certain size and they get really aggressive. So yeah, it's kind of one of them. I don't really know all the information. Yeah, But I know that those, I know that the bass are eating tons of snakehead baby fish. So,
2: yeah, I don't, and that's a good thing.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just, I don't know exactly what the numbers are. I'd really like to know what all that stuff is.
3: Well, I had, I had a guy I was going to try to get on here tonight, Tyler Marshall. He's a Virginia Tech student that's been studying the Potomac river and the snakehead fish. And, um, I wasn't able to get a chance to, to print out some of his information and read over, which we'll probably cover this again here soon because this is going to be a big story probably for a while. But, um, and next time we'll have to, we'll have to do a little follow up on that and I can get you a lot of, and maybe get him on the show. and get a little information too on the snakehead fish and, and what he thinks. He's got some pretty good uh views on it. And I don't want to say too much because I don't want to get his information wrong, but, but, uh, anyway, man, um, you got anything you'd like to add to the show tonight or talk about for uh, we call it quits?
4: No, not that I can think of, man. I know it's gonna be a lot to talk about here and probably the next month or so with seeing what's gonna go on with the Potomac River and hopefully they gain some more money tonight and for the F one Tiger Bass in that comes out late so that'll make that a better fishery and I just that's about it.
3: I'm gonna add a, a link to our page uh, for the F1 Tiger Bass, so they can go to the uh, donation page. And once I find that, I'll get that up there. And um, that way, we can get more people giving away. And, and, and nothing else, man. Maybe one weekend, uh, get you up here, and, and we can do a, uh, a tournament, host a tournament, where we can do uh, a good, a good portion of the uh, entry fee going towards that towards that event
4: yeah that'd be great
3: so uh well james uh, i appreciate you coming on well i don't know if i appreciate you coming on you better be on but uh
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh no man um uh, one more thing i want to ask is what's your next event i know you you discussed uh fishing piedmont or um Shenandoah going on for the rest of the year um are yeah. you gonna fish the, ne- the first piedmont coming up here soon
4: no, I'm going to actually fish. I'm just going to stay with the Shenandoah for right now and just see what happens. I'm sure they'll probably stay at Potomac in May because nothing's going to change yet. Um, for the Potomac, it'll be after the first tournament in May. So, I think I'm just going to hold out and see what happens. Um So, wow. next, the tournament will be at Gaston.
3: Okay. When... um. When we get close to that event of Potomac, we're going to have to, uh, uh, after that event, do a show and, and just listen to what all you heard and what all the news is after that. So,
4: Yeah, that'd be great.
3: But, uh, guys, I just want to thank everybody for coming on tonight. I want to thank uh, j j Custom Tackle and uh, Bigfoot Baits. Go check them out. Bigfoot Baits has been coming out with some really awesome uh, swim bait colors here lately. so. Uh, follow them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and follow them on uh, Instagram. Same with JJ Custom Tackle. Uh, JJ Custom Tackle has been producing some big limits up here at, uh, at Smith here lately. So get you some jigs. And uh, right now they got a sale. Actually, it's going to be ending soon now, but they got a sale on some drop shots. And, but uh, I just want to thank you guys uh, for helping out. And go like us on uh, Instagram i on Facebook, and uh, we'll have links to our shows and all kinds of tips and techniques coming up. So I want to thank everybody. And, uh, James, I'll holler at you later, buddy.
4: All right, man. Bye.
3: See you all.